This is a special summer recess episode. My guests have all departed for summer. I'm thinking French Riviera, Tuscan Hills, Mexican Gulf types of destination. And good luck to them, frankly. More episodes, I promise, will land in late July with game changers who happen to be 40-ish. But I wanted to do a quick recap of episodes so far. Over the past six weeks or so, I've been fortunate to chat to some incredible people. The show started with Dr. Robin Moore, an adventurer, athlete and ER physician by day. Robin's story is inspiring on so many levels and it was a pleasure to chat to her. Here's a quick clip. What inspires you to kind of choose the things that you do? I just love to take on any challenge. I love so many different hobbies and I have so many different things that I do that I just don't have time to stop moving. I have to keep going. Um, just this drive to keep pushing and living every day as if it could be your last is like, well, it just keeps pushing me forward. Um, I work really hard as a doctor. So when I'm off from being a doctor, I want to like enjoy life and adventure really hard too. So I just get up every day and try to enjoy it and find smiles and whatever it is that I'm doing. Nice. Amazing. And and how do you kind of balance? I mean, clearly, clearly balance is the wrong word to use here, but you have, you seem to have found this way of, as you said, you, you obviously have a very intense, hardworking job, which is enormously demanding just in terms of what you do day to day. Being a trauma doctor is no, is no easy thing to do by anybody's standards. And then you seem to have this incredible juxtaposition of all the other things you do. Do you find that those, the, the, the kind of adventure side of your life just gives you, just gives you a kind of complete antidote to what you do day to day, or is it complementary in some way? It's, it's, it's complimentary in some ways. It also does kind of help take my mind off of some of the stressors that I deal with at work. I mean, I'm not only dealing with trauma, but I do trauma, heart attacks, strokes, um, pediatrics. I do, you know, I do a little bit of everything as an emergency medicine physician. And sometimes I see some of the worst things that you could ever imagine. And in order to de- kind of decompress from that, I, I find adventure and I find the things outside of work that make me really happy. And I see death every day at my job. And it makes me realize that you can't take any day and you live for granted, you know, every day. That So you have to just really go out there and live it. So because I see so many miserable things, it makes me want to live and be fortunate that I have life to live. So that's how I go out every day and, and live it. Guest number two was my oldest and dearest friend, Mr. Dave Colson. We talked about careers, what it means to turn 40, his life as a TV producer, and how he remains unfazed by the passing of time and entry to middle age. Have a quick listen to some of that episode now. Uh, and it also happens to be a brilliant way of raising money for charity. So tell me what you're planning. How's it all going to play out? Yeah, it's a bit OTT, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> so... I'm putting on a charity football match. and By the way, I should just say before we carry on, I'm actually asking you because I have read what you've sent round, but there's a lot of stuff to go through. So I'm going <laughs> to take some notes. <laughs> Didn't bother looking at the invite, did you? So, so for a very small amount of money, you've hired out uh, Maxfield, Town, uh, Maxfield Town FC's ground. Maxfield. Is that because it's off season that you can do that? Yeah, so it's off off season and it's AstroTurf, so no one has to buy football boots, which is great. And it's a team that have been like run by kind of Robbie Savage and this other kind of really wealthy businessman. Okay. So everything that I'm not, both footballing wise and business wise. And essentially, essentially, so we've got that for a couple of hours. So I just thought there's there's a couple of charities really close to my heart. One uh, is uh, a charity which helps parents who, and kids who have really severe disabilities. Another is uh, Lisa Hospice, which uh, looked after my wife's auntie in the last few uh, days. So yes, yeah, so just a couple of things, a couple of uh, yeah, big reasons to to raise raise money, but also 
have a laugh at it. It's kind of, it's kind of like a supersized five-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> We've got, got an 11 aside match. It's brilliant. I, I didn't... I never thought you could hire a, like an actual eleven. I never thought they'd let you risk ruining the grass, to be honest. But I guess they've got long enough. Well, that's well, that's 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 it. It's uh, it's that's because it's astroturf. It's it, it, there's no, there's no ruins. Or you just get those little oh. rubber bits in your uh, in in your trainers. And um, although I've heard that like there's other grounds that do it which do have grass, but I think they probably lay the grass in early July. I don't know. I'm not a groundsman, Richie. <laughs> Next up was Hannah Previtt, a talented and impressive journalist doing brilliant things at the Sunday Times as deputy editor of the CEO Network. We talked about Hannah's journalism career, how she juggles a young family with a demanding work schedule and how she approaches public speaking, something which she used to find challenging but now absolutely loves. Here's a quick clip of that episode. So follow-up question on that. So we're talking careers. I mean, you have an epic career in the eyes of many, I think. When did you decide to get into journalism and how did that come about? So I had wanted to be a writer from a really young age, apart from a brief flirtation with wanting to be an actress. But as we both Which you were exceptional at, obviously. I knew I was never going to make it past beyond Hollyoaks, um, you know, kind of standard of acting. (laughs) I love the fact that that is your low bar. You're like, that that wouldn't have been good enough for me. It was Hollywood or nothing, darling. And I just went, no, I'm not going to do Hollyoaks. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, I just knew I wasn't good enough to be great and to make it to the top. But anyway, so apart from a brief moment of that, I just pretty much always wanted to be a writer. I was always really good at English. It was always my strongest subject at school and then at college. And then I studied it at university. So I went to Goldsmiths and did media and English literature with a specialism in journalism in the final year. Right. I consider myself quite lucky, really, because there's lots of people who obviously spend a long time trying to figure out what it is they want to do. Whereas I was quite single minded, like I want to do this, so I will. Yeah. And I applied for an editorial assistant job before I'd even finished my degree. And to my shock and amazement, I got it. But then I was sort of juggling university and my dissertation and everything and this quite full on job on a tech magazine for a few months. But it was great. I learned so much. It was in a really complicated subject area. So the magazine's still going. It's called Information Age. Yeah. But it was a trade tech title and it was really complex stuff, you know, like data servers. And I went yeah. to visit data centers. One memorably was on the roof of Harrods in Knightsbridge. But I also got to travel loads. So I was yeah. still living in my student house and all my friends were eating, you know, like two day old pizza still straight from the box. And I was flying business class to Vegas. You know, nice. it was yeah. pretty cool. And you all know, right, the tech circuit it is quite cool. I don't know if they deliberately do it because so much of it is really quite boring. Absolutely. Um, so if they make conferences in quite cool, glamorous locations, it makes the tech geek feel cool for a second. It's so true. <laughs> Guest number four was Zena Zalamir, a broadcast journalist and producer who has made epic waves across the UEE media space, recognised through a number of awards and accolades for her impressive contribution. Here's a quick clip of that episode. I didn't actually realize that I had a responsibility (laughs) that came with those accolades. But yeah, someone told me, a very good friend of mine said, you know what, some people, especially the ones in our community that, you know, have hopes and dreams of becoming successful in their career, they look up to you. And you should be proud of that because sometimes, I don't know if it's low self-esteem or just, you know, working behind the scenes. I haven't thought about kind of bigging myself up or uh, putting myself out there and, you know, making a big thing about 
my awards or whatever. But a lot of people have told me it actually makes a difference. And, you know, to share your knowledge and experiences with other people, that's something that they will appreciate. And I've actually started doing that as of late. Yeah, that's great. And it suddenly becomes relatable to people who are trying to get there or trying to strive to, to do something similar, I guess. They can, they can kind of, you can kind of share your experience and perhaps give them a pathway that they may not have been able to envisage before. Yes, exactly. So last week, I gave a talk at this event uh, sponsored by, it's a f- group of small business owners called the Fearless Fab Flamingos. And mm. I thought, oh my gosh, this is, here goes nothing. Yeah. Um, my speech or my talk was about, you know, being the face and voice of your business. Yeah. If you don't have the budget for marketing or to hire a publicist, how do you represent your business? Yeah by being your number one ambassador or endorser. And I only had three points really, you know, how to introduce yourself because every introduction is a power pitch. You may be meeting your future business partner or another customer or gaining a fan. Uh, The other thing was telling your story. And the other thing was using your authentic voice. And I thought these are really basic things, but these are things they haven't thought about because they're busy with the day-to-day operations of their business. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't realize that these are the things they should be concentrating on as well on top of running their business. And to be able to add value to their lives and, you know, their business it yeah. was such a big thing for me. So I've decided this is something that I really want to continue. Guest number five was the truly remarkable Tom Otten. Tom is a CEO of Create Group by Day, a business he founded and has grown over the past two decades. Outside of work, he's an adventurer and athlete, and much like Robin, a passionate ultra runner. Absolutely insane. We got into all of this and also how Tom has a unique approach to managing stress and how he finds his own work-life balance. Really recommend listening to this one. Compelling chat around all kinds of different techniques to just manage life, stay positive, and get through the challenges that get thrown at us each and every day. I have this uh, this view about macro balance and micro imbalance. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that if you're constantly seeking this kind of idealistic balance, yeah. then what you're actually doing is you're you're gearing for average. Yeah. Um, my belief is that you should have micro imbalance at any point in time yeah. where you're super focused on certain things that you're trying to push forward. Now, sometimes mm. that might be family. Sometimes that might be work. Sometimes it, it, it could be a, your, your, your fitness or your adventuring and mm. uh, whatever it might be, but you go all, all in on that. Yeah. Yes. To the detriment of other areas, but you know, you don't let them go um, yeah. drop off too far. Yeah. Um, but you really focus on things and you pull that back and you go somewhere else. Yeah. So this is kind of this, you're constantly in a, in a state of, of imbalance. Yeah. But as long as from a, you know, however you want to extrapolate that out over yeah. an annual period, you've got balance. Like yeah. you are spending the right enough time, right amount of time with the family or you're focused yeah. enough on work in certain areas. Yeah. So this, um, that concept really served me well. Mm. The other, um, to answer your question in a different way, I believe that all of us have a certain capacity for stress. Yeah. It's different for everybody. And you really need to understand what your capacity looks like. Yeah. And you can do certain things to increase your capacity. Yeah. So, um, We've all gone through it. At the, you know, mm. the age of the listeners, I'm sure we're all in a certain stage of our lives <laughs> yes. at, at work. You're yeah. probably potentially running teams. You're, you're, you, you, you've got yeah. a lot to deal with. You're juggling a lot of things. Now there's obviously only a certain number of hours in the day and mm. so much capacity of, 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 of stress that you can deal with. For me, running is a, is a way of decompressing so that I can yeah. go, I can go again. Yeah. Um, whether it be, you know, whether it be meditation, breath work, uh, yeah. the cryotherapy I've spoken about. I take, I take quite a lot of breaks actually from yeah. work and I'll go away somewhere in the mountains and I'll go running. Yeah. And that is, that is literally me unplugging from the world. Mm. I'll put a 
bag on my back and I'll go out for hours in the mountains yeah. and I come back and I feel like a different human. Yeah. If I do that for a few days, I can plug back into work and can pretty much deal with anything. I've loved chatting to all of my guests so far and cannot wait to share more episodes with you very soon. In the meantime, if you'd like to, please do get in touch. You can find the podcast on Instagram. We're at at WT40pod. Thank you for listening. It's been a true pleasure to be able to share these stories with you. And I look forward to bringing you many more in the future. Enjoy your summer and stay tuned for more episodes in a few short weeks. 